Hello, friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 18th day of March, and it's Saturday. And let me tell you about the sermon that you can expect tomorrow across all of our platforms. And don't forget, it's available on video as well. I know you're listening here to the podcast, but a lot of people like to watch the videos, and many, many of our Sundays have video accompaniment. You can do that at our website. You can also do that at our YouTube page, PWM. The message you can expect tomorrow is titled, The Way of the Cross. And it was from our February monthly meeting in Georgia. We try to meet every month. We're not going to be able to meet in the month of March because of our trip to Israel, but we aired, or we met in February and we're airing tomorrow that meeting taken from the story in Mark 10 where James and John come to Jesus and ask, well, they start by saying, we want you to give us whatever we ask for. And I, that leads me into a, a little moment of trying to figure out what gave them that kind of confidence slash boldness it might even be considered cockiness. And we talk a little bit about what happens to our prayer life once we realize the revelation of the Father. And they ask, let us set one on your right hand, one on your left when we come into the kingdom. And in this message, before we get to the real crux of what that right hand, left hand look like, I really try to to give a, a, a capstone argument is the only way I can say it to all the things we've been trying to teach and preach about the cross. If you'll recall, for a, a couple of three months back in the fall, summer and fall last year, we did a series on the cross. And that series uh, was birthed out of a series we did on the church. And the reason that one birthed the other was has been made evident in our Ephesians study. These are all sort of linking Because in Ephesians 3, Paul says that the mystery, which was that Gentiles get to be fellow heirs, he says that that mystery is revealed through the church. And I that sent me down a rabbit hole in my own study of, well, what does the church have to offer? And it's the message of the cross, the preaching of the cross, which Paul calls foolishness to the Gentile or to the Greeks and a stumbling block to the Jews. And his whole ministry is really built around that. Well, I did sermon after sermon on the cross, and I still never really settled myself on some issues. And I read a quote by Brad Jerzak from his book, Out of the Embers, that just jumped out at me and birthed this message. I include that quote in the message. I'm not going to give it to you here. You can watch the sermon and get it. Um, People at the meeting that day commented on how that quote really helped them to see things better. And it's a quote in regard to the way of the cross and what it really means to die with Jesus. And so we end up doing just a few thoughts, sort of we put them on the screen and just kind of work through them. This was a message that I thought was very liberating for me to deliver, and I hope will be the same way for you to receive. Look for the way of the cross. Okay, Mark chapter 5. Today we arrive at the 16th verse. This is just after Jesus has sent legion into the pigs, and they ran off the cliff. And those who saw it, verse 16, those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Let me point out again, demon-possessed. 
is an English translation of a word that really doesn't mean demon-possessed. It means demonized. It's about as close as we can get in the Greek. Uh, The young man was demonized, influenced by these spirits. And they, then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Um, before this, the young man was sitting clothed in his right mind, and that scared them. Well, I want to say a couple things. First of all, the, the end result for the young man's exorcism is going to be that he goes home and tells people what the Lord has done for him. In the middle, he's sitting clothed and in his right mind. And that tells me that the end game of the gospel is to get us to share what Christ has done for us, but the beginning of the gospel is Christ actually doing something for us. And so what he's done for you becomes your testimony. Sitting clothed in his right mind, sitting, he's no longer wandering, he's no longer roaming, clothed, he's no longer naked and cutting himself and covered in chains. And in his right mind is he's been delivered from the voices. And now he finds himself at peace at the feet of Jesus. And I think that this is a microcosm of what the Lord wants to do in us and does in us. He sits us with him in heavenly places so that we are no longer roaming about. He clothes us over with robes of righteousness. He takes our spiritual nakedness and he clothes us over with his love. He takes those naked Adam and Eves in the garden and he clothes them over with skins of his choosing. And he puts us in our right mind. He sets our conscience at ease. We are no longer being tricked by a conversation with the serpent. And this happens at the feet of Jesus. But this scares people because this can't be controlled. It can't be taught and it can't be duplicated. You can't achieve it by religion, by economics, by government, by power, by politics, by the military. You can't achieve sitting clothing in your right mind. And when things happen at the hand of Christ rather than the hand of man, well... It bothers the people to whom have a vested interest in your failure. And the, and the word says they begin to plead with him to depart from their region. I think liberation has a cost. And even when we're under a tyrant, even when there are voices that are causing us problems, when we finally get delivered, we so fear change. This crowd so feared the change they had seen in this young man that they actually asked Jesus to leave. And I know the argument can be made, well, they don't ask Jesus to leave because the young man's healed. They ask Jesus to leave because the pigs are dead. Either way, the liberation of the young man cost them some pigs. You would think they would love the young man so much they'd gladly sacrifice a few pigs. But that's not the way that the systems of the world see it. And so there's a cost to liberation that might cost you something else. And let's embrace that liberation and not only embrace it in ourselves, but embrace it in our neighbor, because that's the failure of the people in the Gadarenes. Uh, we're going to talk about the young man trying to get in the boat, go with Jesus, because this is where this whole thing comes together in the next few verses. We'll do that tomorrow. Watch for the message, Way of the Cross. We'll see you then. God bless.